0: This is episode number 937 with New York Times bestselling author, Chris Gillibo. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Mark Twain said, "The lack of money is the root of all evil." Welcome to this episode all about how to create your side hustle and take control of your money with my good friend Chris Gillabo. And I like this quote. When I read this quote, "The lack of money is the root of all evil," I actually thought about its significance and how, you know, when you don't have money, you start to have a sense of scarcity, you start to maybe do some bad things, you start to feel bad. And those feelings turn into bad decisions and bad actions. Now, I'm not saying having money, it makes you this perfect person. That's not the case, you still got to make the right decisions. But when you don't have money, you come from more of a place of scarcity. In general, you come from more of a place of needing something in general. And I want to make sure that you Have some information, some tools, some inspiration today to really inspire you to learn about these principles, to learn how you can create your own side hustle and all the different stuff that we're going to be talking about, about the myths of creating wealth and how you can create wealth, about how to figure out what you're good at to create a side hustle business, why you don't need to have a big brand to make a lot of money. In fact, there's so many people in our uh, monthly inner circle members area that have small followings, hundred people, a few hundred people here and there, but you can still make five to ten to fifteen grand a month with the right consulting or the right coaching and the right offers with your audience. The importance of impact over having millions of followers that and so much more. I'm super excited about this. If you don't know who Chris is, he's a new york Times bestselling author and modern day explorer. During a lifetime of self-employment that included a four-year commitment as a volunteer executive in West Africa, he visited every country in the world, 193 in total, before his 35th birthday. Since then, he has modeled and proven the definition of an entrepreneur, which is someone who will work 24 hours a day for themselves to avoid working one hour a day for someone else. In his podcast, Side Hustle School, it's downloaded a ton of times every month And uh, he hosts an event called the World Domination Summit. He's got many great books. And his newest one is called The Money Tree, Finding the Fortune in Your Backyard. And it's out right now. And if you're interested in learning how to build a side hustle, we have a free training right now, a free masterclass that you can get this week. Just go to lewishouse.com slash now where I'm going to break down how I built many side hustle businesses and turn them into profitable businesses through building a personal brand and how you can do with our proven process. So go to lewishouse.com slash now and sign up for that free masterclass from me on teaching you how to build your side hustle as well. I am so excited about this episode because it's all about mastering the side hustle and making sure you're set up with your career, with your business, with your income, doing the thing that you love. So without further ado, let's dive into this with the one and only Chris Guillebeau.
1: Take your business further with a smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business.
0: Already included, But you don't take yada yada in life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly, or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game Welcome back to one of the School of Greatness podcasts. We've got my good friend Chris Gillibo in the house. Oh my man. man, how you doing? And the star in Chasing Greatness. Oh,
2: you know my little thirty-second cameo. But it was thank a, you.
0: It's a great moment, though. Thank you. I it, enjoyed it. It emphasized. So we well, just it's
2: a beautiful documentary. Thank you. So glad a lot of people are watching it. Everybody should watch it if they haven't already.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we we just watched uh, the the world premiere last mm-hmm. night of Chasing Greatness. You were there, packed house, packed house Incredible. at the Grove. Greatest.com if you want to watch it, mm-hmm. but we've been working on this for a couple of years, and we interviewed you like two and a half years ago for this documentary. I had forgotten about it. you forgot about right. it. So you sent me the clip, and I was like, "Where? oh, yeah, right. That's good, though. <laughs> and, uh, so good. Uh, so, so thank you. On. Yeah, thank you for coming down. You've got a new book out called The Money Tree, which is funny because someone did a podcast five, six years ago called The Money Pillow. Money pillow, was, and they stopped it. Okay, but I think yeah, money tree is
2: better actually. Just well, branding wise, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it was too.
0: kind of like the money pillow was like sli- like making money uh-huh. in your sleep. Okay, it's cool. So it was like the concept of like how to create passive income. Right, right, fair. But I like the money tree, mm-hmm. and it's a story about finding the fortune in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. So how how do we build something in our own backyard that makes us money?
2: Yeah. So so this book is a story. Actually, I've done six how to books. Right, six nonfiction books. This is my first fiction. This must have been the hardest one to do. Well, it was it was hard and easy at the same time. It was like I never imagined that I would write fiction. I never had an aspiration to do that, but I just started thinking about um, the characters, and I got this vision in my mind of this guy named Jake, who's the protagonist, and he's this young millennial who has a good job, but also has a lot of debt. Mm. And that debt is kind of like wearing on him and you know, becoming soul crushing and it affects the rest of his life. He's got this promising relationship but not able to pay much attention to it. Because he's working so hard. Yeah, he's working hard and his job is also kind of at risk. And he's like, what should I do, basically? Like, how do I get out of this situation? And this is so typical of so many people these days with student loan debt, other debt, you know, other situations. And so you know, he's like, well, I can just work harder. But he's already a hard worker, that's not the problem. I can get a second job, but most second jobs don't pay good wages, you know? The gig economy, I can drive for Uber, but that's not gonna change my life, right? Right, right. Um, Task so, rabbit. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, gig economy, like really not gonna do much for you. Yeah. you know? So he has to find his own way, he has to like learn how to make money for himself, and so he goes to this group, and you know, together they kind of work on this. There's, there's a lot more to it, but I wanted to, I just started thinking about this guy and his problems, and you know, there's a lot of people who don't read business books for all kinds of good reasons, you know, but they read stories. And so I wanted to tell the story of the story of self-reliance essentially. So in some ways it's about money, it's about making money, but money connects to self-reliance and to being able to like make your own choices, you know, have freedom for yourself, mm-hmm. not rely on a company, not rely on an organization or anybody other than yourself, you know, even if you like a job. Right, right. So that's what that was about. Self-reliance meaning doing figuring it out on your own? Figuring it out on your own and not just figuring it out on your own, but creating your own security, mm. your own stability. So that you don't have that debt, so that you have options, mm-hmm. so that you can do what's important to you. You know, which I know is a you know big part of the message right, of the School right. of Greatness, right? right? And you, you can't do yeah. that if you're kind of feeling this way, you know weighed down by debt.
0: What do you think most millennials are um, dealing with right now the most when it comes to money? Is it just that they're overspending? That they don't understand how to
2: use money? That they don't understand investing? They don't understand saving? Tax? Like one of those the thing, things? None of those things. What is it?
0: What are they missing
2: out um, on? They're not making enough money actually. Okay. That's the root of the problem. And so maybe some people are overspending, maybe they need to learn more about investing. Like that's you know fine, but those things are marginal, I think. Like if if you have a lot of debt and you don't have, you know, high income, you can you know stop buying lattes, right? You can you know fr- be frugal and never eat out and all this kind of stuff and discipline your life. Yeah, it's not bad to do that, but are you going to solve the problem if you're $30,000 in debt or $50,000 in debt, which you know, by the way, this is graduation season. Right, We've got two million US college graduates, 70% of them have significant student loan debt, and the average debt is like $30,000. So a lot of them could be a lot more. So if you're in that situation, being frugal is not really gonna solve the problem. You actually have to make more money. That's mm-hmm. what you have to do. And they're also entering this job market, which is a lot different than you know a job market even just a generation ago, or even yeah. a decade or two ago. Mm-hmm. That job market is not gonna provide them with high-paying jobs. That you know will provide the security for a long period of time. So they have to do something for themselves. You why know, they are they have not to do something for themselves? And why are there not high-paying jobs out there for people that are just graduating? Because there's a lot of people just graduating. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people just graduating. You know, the world has changed, the economy has changed. It's not that there are no high-paying jobs, that there are no good jobs, but I think job security has changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear about millennials or Gen Z being kind of you know, you know, there's a stereotype of like being unreliable or like right. disloyal and stuff. I think, well, they're they don't trust the system, right? Because mm-hmm. the system has let them down. And they, they're the ones who have borrowed so much money because they're told this is what you have to do. You can't get any job without a college degree or without whatever the prerequisite is. So they do that, but then they're entering a system that, that's not looking out for them. So no mm-hmm. wonder that no wonder they're cynical and skeptical. But even though you're cynical and skeptical, you still have to solve the problem for yourself, right? Because Which is even, making more money. It is making more money. You can't just get mad. You can't just be not like, "This right. sucks." It does suck, absolutely. But like, in, you know, in your documentary last night, I mean, you kind of went through this situation of, you know, just like being on your sister's couch, mm-hmm. and you know, life was not good no. in lots of ways. But you couldn't just get mad, right? If you get you mad, can, but that's not going to solve well, the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get pissed off. You can. I'm mad at whoever you're mad at, right? Yeah. You're mad at the government. You're mad at. The corporation, or whatever, whoever yeah. it is, you know, whoever that other is. But meanwhile, you still have the problem, mm-hmm. and the way you solve the problem, like you have, for you, right? You had to figure stuff out. Yeah. You started the LinkedIn business. You yeah. went on from that, and you know, got your health back and everything.
0: What about for people that are like, well, I'm just not a money earner. I'm not. I'm more of an artist. You know, I'm more yeah. of a thinker, a planner. But I don't want to think about making more money. I don't okay. have that skill set. So well, is there? Yeah. Is there an, what can you do to learn how to earn? Because yeah. for me, I felt yeah. like I didn't know how to make money mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It was out of necessity. It was out of, I'm broke, I'm in college debt, I don't have my father who can give me yeah. money anymore. Right, right. You know, my family's not giving me money, mm-hmm. so I can't beg for it anymore. I gotta
2: figure this out to survive. Right. So I think what you need to do is, um, you know, get away from this model of, quote unquote, being an entrepreneur. Because a lot of people don't relate to that, they don't connect to that, they feel intimidated by that. They watch shows, you know, Shark Tank, great yeah. show, but, they, but it's all about essentially begging people for money. You know, it's like I need somebody else to come and, and give me their approval, you know, their investment, their capital. I can't succeed in my business without this investment. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. the model that I'm trying to put forward, which I've, you know, been trying to, to talk about for years, is there's all kinds of people all over the world who aren't taking any capital. They're not going into debt. They're not, you know, you know spending on their credit cards. They're finding a way to like start their own little business, and like I mean, it's all you know, it's all in the book, The Money Tree. But also, like uh, I have this daily podcast, Side Hustle School, completely free. You know, every single day I'm telling a different story of somebody who's found, found a way to do this. Case right. study model. How do they get the idea? How do they make it happen? What was you know what was problematic or what difficulties did they encounter? And then how did they you know overcome those difficulties yeah. and rise to greatness?
0: Yeah. What's yeah. A, what's a story in uh, what's it called Side Hustle Show? Side Hustle School. School. What's well, a great story in there that a millennial could relate to if they don't look at themselves as an entrepreneur, they don't think of they think of earning money as an intimidating thing that they're mm-hmm. not gonna be good at. Right, right. But that someone had a case study where they mm-hmm. they'd they took it out with their skill, their talent, and they yeah. made some extra money. What's this I mean, a, what's a I mean story so I've then?
2: got people that range the, the gamut of like, I've got a lot of artists, you know, mm-hmm. people who wanted to like sell stuff on Etsy and uh, somebody who wanted to sell like uh, dog collars actually on, at, on Etsy, mm-hmm. starting with this really simple thing, you know, and she actually built that to like a million dollar business. you know, Selling on, dog collars? Dog collars, yep, Wow on Etsy. On Etsy. Yep, we'll link it up. You know, um, like I said, artists, but also coders, you know, any technical skill you have, um, whatever skill you have, I think that's also the first step, right? The first step is like this skills inventory. What am I good at? What am I really skills good at? inventory? Yeah, so not not what am I passionate about. What, what am I, I good got- at?
0: So if you're 22 graduating, mm-hmm. what do you think? What are some of the common skills that uh, most 22 year olds might have from a liberal arts college type of experience? You know. So I
2: think what you're alluding to is like this question I have sometimes with people are like I don't have any skills, and I'm like. What are the skills?
0: I'm yeah, like, if you don't do you do
2: have, you know, in a two-minute conversation with any person, I have yet to be defeated in this challenge. I can, <laughs> Nick, I'm like, of I, like, I can pull out Let's some speech. Sk- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Everybody, everyone is an expert at something. That's mm-hmm. what I believe. Everyone mm-hmm. is an expert at something. Right? Whether it's a hard skill, you know, like engineering or coding or something, or it could be like a soft skill. Like what was the skill that allowed you to succeed with, with all the stuff you did with LinkedIn? I was thinking about that when I watched the documentary. I think
0: my, I was trying to figure out what were my skills after I was done playing football. Right, because you played I had no football. Did you, I forgot, did you graduate from college or not? I left to play football, right. then I came back to graduate after I was on okay. a cast and sure. surgery and on my right. sister's couch. I was like, well, I should probably get a degree, right. even though it was 2008 when the economy right. was really bad. I was like, I should probably get a degree just to say I finished. I had like five credits left.
2: Okay, but how did you get into this? Like, what was the skill that led you to say, I'm gonna be a master connector on LinkedIn and start these groups? And I think my skill was
0: was like, I'm a curious person.
2: Right. But it was like, is is that a
0: skill? You know, you're like- It's a very
2: valuable skill.
0: Yeah, I was like, I'm a passionate person. mm -hmm. I'm curious. Um, I'm a hard worker. Like I can create a goal and then stay consistent to like accomplishing the goal. Uh huh. So those were the things, but I wouldn't think that you could turn that into some money-making But didn't machine. you, isn't that
2: what you did? But I did, yeah, Okay. But I think. So those are traits, you know, those are traits. That's called a trait. Passion,
0: passion. curiosity, hard work.
2: Yeah, Okay. well, passion we could say maybe enthusiasm or something. Mm-hmm. I, I like the curiosity and the hard work because there's so many things that you could be curious about um, that other people might never notice, right? Mm-hmm. But you notice that there's like this there's this whole like industry and people have this desire to connect and all that and then you took action on it, right? Yes. And so, I mean, I think a 22 year old has a lot of life experience and it's it's whatever they have learned through their education, whatever they've learned through their job, but also just in their life and like if they're playing Destiny at night, if they're, whatever they do with their friends, whatever their friends are asking them about, like they're an expert in something. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Yeah. So there's, there's gotta be a way to like pull it out and transform and adapt it. And the answer is not like, Go get your MBA, right? That's that's not the answer. Go spend
0: two years, more money to find more skills. And
2: to learn how to be a middle manager, you know, right. in a Fortune 500 company, which uh-huh. is, that's what's going to show you how to do it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So what's the answer? If it's not to go get an MBA, what should it be? I've got to make money now. Right. I don't know how to trans- I don't know what my skills right. are and
2: how to translate them okay. into money. right, Or a side hustle or a side thing. Yep. So um, in the book, the guy, Jake, uh, he basically has the same situation. He's like, what am I good at? You know, I don't know how to, you know. And he goes to this group called the Third Way. And the guy gets in The Third ch- Way. The Third Way group. Mm-hmm. Third Way group. The Third Way, yeah. Okay. Not uh, the Second Way. Nope. Third Way. First Way is like the old school model of starting a business. I write an 80-page business plan. I go to the uh-huh. bank. I get a loan. Get a loan. Right, Yeah. Second way is the Silicon Valley ahead,
0: Go pitch, raise Exactly, that whole
2: thing, here's my slide deck, blah, 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 you know, um, gonna offer an unprofitable, and third way, right, is like, here we are, we don't have access to those resources. We are 22, or however old we are, it doesn't really matter. We've gotta make the money, you know? So Mm. he goes to the group and he gets this challenge, you know, Jake, you gotta make $1,000 in the next week, you know, you gotta make $1,000 in the next week, what are you gonna do? And first he has no idea, you know? And then he starts thinking, okay, well, you know, I had a college textbook. I had these college economics, you know, textbooks that I saved because I thought I would always use them as reference material, but they've been in his closet, you know, for six months. He's never taken them out. So he gets the textbooks out and he, like, lists them for sale on an online auction on eBay, mm-hmm. right? He starts making a little bit of money. Then he notices, like, oh, I can actually buy other textbooks and sell them because there's a whole continuous market for this. Right. And it, he, start, he realizes he can make 20 to $30 an hour doing that without knowing a whole lot about it, right. like without being an expert. And yeah. so then he's like, okay, uh, well, if I can do that, where can I get more textbooks? Uh, what else could I sell? And like one thing kind of leads to another, right? So he's sure. just like, there, there is something in front of you you can do. I, I think I, maybe we ask people that too. I ask like the listeners, the viewers, if you had to make $1,000 or whatever the number is, what would you do? What would you do? And like when you're pressed, I feel like people can, can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if when you're. there's eight, pressure on the line, yeah, when there's urgency. A deadline, yeah, you have to. At stake. Exactly. So he starts going to like yard sales and buying and selling and he's mm-hmm. not like the goal is not for every person to like become a professional yard sale reseller. But I would say if you've never made any money for yourself, like it actually can be very empowering to make a small amount of money. It feels great. Yeah. I mean, you, you know can this, make right? 50
0: bucks on a day, oh, 100 bucks in a day. It's
2: like Like the first, like, first time you sold your course or whatever. It's amazing.
0: You're like, "I'm rich," right? Uh-huh. It just feels great feels to so say feels so like good. You became an alchemist and
2: you created yes. something from nothing. Right. So you don't it's have to powerful. like do the MBA thing. You don't have to like create my company. It's not about your company, you need to make money. right? And if you Don't make, start a company, don't worry about
0: a logo, don't worry right. about a name. None of that stuff. Yeah, just make money.
2: Right, there's something you can do. Start a service, start a product. You know, lots of different examples in the book and on the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, what's he do after that though?
2: Well, so he does that for a the while. The third way, he goes the third way. Right, and then you know, the next challenge that he gets, he gets a second challenge. Uh, second challenge is, okay, Jake, that's good that you learned how to do this. You know, but you probably don't wanna do it for the rest of your life. The um, next challenge is to create a service, mm-hmm. essentially. So create a service, like the product is reselling, your service is something that you're, you're doing, you're providing for somebody, and they pay you money for that. It could be some kind of consultant thing, coaching thing, advisory thing, expertise, you know, whatever it is, go and create a service. And with that, he has a little bit of a false start. Actually, with that, he kind of goes and, and um, the first thing he tries, it doesn't work so well. I don't want to give away all the okay. secrets, but first, it yeah, doesn't sure. work so well. Doesn't work. He, and he loses gets, so you go, money. He, gets, yeah. he doesn't lose money. This is the key thing. He doesn't lose money because he's not spending money. It's just a question of his time. It's, it's time. Just, he's losing time and energy, which is valuable. He's learning, he's learning through the process. It's yeah. his MBA, right? Without spending the you know the, money, <laughs> the tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> exactly. or whatever, you know. So anyway, so he goes back to the group and they kind of debrief it. Like, why didn't it work, Jake? He's like, Well, I thought it would work because.
0: in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app, State Farm, lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S.com.
0: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
2: You know, explains all the reasons. And then they kind of say, they kind of point out, actually, you're not really an expert. You thought you were an authority in this thing, but you're really not, you know, and Also, the product wasn't really specific enough. The service wasn't really clear like what you were trying to do, what the benefit was, how you're gonna reach people, all that kind of stuff. So he learns this, you know, and then he goes back and creates a different service, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of applies the lessons from there. Okay, Okay. and that service, I'm assuming, takes off? Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Is there another thing after that? In the last part of the book,
0: there's another thing. There's another thing. Yeah. To take it to a different level. Yeah, there is, So there's lessons, I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to go from like, I have, don't know what my skills are, Mm -hmm. Never made any money before. To in the next three months, I'm going to magically make a million
2: dollars. Yeah, well, I'm not or, telling people they can magically make a million dollars in the yeah, next three months. Exactly. But I would say they can make a thousand dollars in the next month or whatever, and right. that's that's huge. It's huge. As we said, you know, that is huge, especially the first time. Especially if you if you're in debt, if you're struggling, if you're trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this situation of desperation. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I mean, I would say almost in some ways, like the. The thousand dollars in that situation is more powerful than the million dollars that comes later, uh, I think, because yeah, of yeah. the mindset and what it does for Absolutely. you. Absolutely.
0: What do you think um, uh, entrepreneurs and employers need to know about how to find the right talent that's coming out of school, and how to Im- inspire and empower them to <laughs> stay with them? Because right. I feel like a lot of yeah. people say, well, I'm hiring these young people, and then they just leave within a few months. <laughs> so I teach yeah, them, I train right. them, I educate them, I give uh-huh. them the skills and they take it and they go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, and I'm start not sure, their own right, right, yeah. right. I'm not sure I'm the best person to answer that because yeah. I've always been self-employed. Sure. I wasn't good at working for other people, yeah. you know? And I'm also not a great manager. Like, I'm not trying to hire a lot of employees. You know, I would say- So the a um, small team. Yeah, very by, by design, because I know what I'm good at. I know mm-hmm. what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And I mean, I, I think, you know the, the classic things about like being open to your employees, having your side hustle, like providing them free, understanding what, why they're motivated because people are motivated differently. You know, as we know, um, creating some sense of mission, like we're doing this because you know, like we're not we're not just doing this because of a sales goal. Like that's important in a business, of course, but we have the sales goal because mm-hmm. this is how our company is trying to change people's lives. And the more resources we get, the more people will be able to help. I think just connecting to a sense of mission is always good.
0: Yeah how big is your team right now?
2: Uh, I have one person who works for me full time. Right. I got a of do- few people who work for me part time. Yeah, wow. and for things like you know WDS, the World Domination Summit, and team. Mean, we have a team yeah. for that. Um, yeah. But most people are volunteers. Now you launched this event, WDS, That's right. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Exactly 10 years ago. And it's The final the year is happening,
0: That's right. just July? Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, end of June, end July. End of June. Mm-hmm. And what were your biggest lessons from launching an event? Because you inspired me to launch my event Five, almost five years ago, at least five fantastic. years in September. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Fantastic.
0: And I remember just being like, you did a great job of being different than everyone else. Mm. And I was like, if I wanna do it, I need mm. to be different than yeah. you and everyone of else, and yeah. be my unique thing, yep. and bring a community together. So why did you do it 10 years ago? What was the biggest lessons from launching an event, series for a decade, mm-hmm. and why are you
2: stopping? I think when I started it, I felt that there wasn't anything else like it. And when I started, I felt like there were all these people connecting in lots of little micro ways of, you know, going to be a digital nomad or I'm going to be like an artist or an independent traveler or, you know, start my little business, whatever it is, uh, or not even that, but just like I want to live my own life and like I don't want to do the same thing that, you know, and they, they were kind of disconnected, right? And like disparate and spread out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially like doing your event in, in Ohio, I think is so important because so many of these people are not in like San Francisco or New York or whatever and they, they, they don't have a connection to like a greater peer yeah. circle. So I wanted to kind of um, you know just bring those people together in one place and say right. what kind of magic can we create together? But there wasn't like a great strategy behind it. I didn't know, I mean I called it the World Domination Summit, you know, like I'm just, here it is, you know, let's just yeah. do it. Um, and then it's, I mean it's been a wonderful experience. I think it's, it's one of the few things that I've done that I can look back and say like I think it actually has like lasting value. Mm. I don't say that about all my projects at all. I mean, I think it's probably like one in ten, you know, that like yeah, actually this endures. Um, so I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of the team and everyone who's been involved with it. Um, but I think it's also important to to end well. I think nobody does that. Not like
0: okay, it's getting worse right. and more, like or less just, and less people yeah, are interested. Exactly. Like it out. There's
2: so many other events now. I mean, your, there's a lot of other events. A lot of other gather, gathering places for people who are connected in that way and. Yeah, I didn't want to just like peter out or just keep going for the sake of going, you know, because, I mean, you know how it is. It's a lot of work that goes into a this. A lot of work. Right? More than people a full think. Full year you know, planning. and It's not just the event. The event is wonderful. It's like everything that leads up to it. And so I thought, let's let's actually plan for an ending rather than just like have it end. So we announced it three years out, you know, two years ago now. Mm-hmm. We said it's going to end, you know, in year 10. And interestingly enough... You know, that's brought this revitalization to it. Like it's every, so weird. Everyone you know,
0: wants to be there. Yeah, Everyone's which is like, this weird How do I get a like, ticket?
2: I know it's the strangest marketing lesson. I feel like I should end WDS every year. Right. You know I mean? Like, you can every year. It's, it's like going, it's going in the, away. It's going, okay, it's back this year only. You Scarcity
0: know. is the most powerful I thing. I know, it's usually. so funny. But
2: I think just it's not just with that. It's also with the team, like the, the core team that works on it. Um, when we said we were going to end it, it, you know, at the end of every year previously I'm always worried I'm like, should I ask them to come back? So they're gonna be burn out, you know. Right? I, I hate it. You know, and like they're so valuable, but I don't want to take advantage of it. But uh, when we said it was gonna end in three years, like pretty much all of them were like, I'm in. I want to see it through. Wow. And so I think that's that's been really good. Um, and so it does, you know, some parts of me are really sad about it ending for sure. It's gonna be over like this and then uh, how you feel. I'm gonna feel terrible actually. But I know it's the right thing.
0: Why is it the right <laughs> thing to end something that people love and
2: they want more of? Because as I said, nobody ends anything well, mm-hmm. you know. And the DNA of the experience is still there. the The experience is not like the ticket that I purchase and this city that I travel to and this hotel that I stay in. It's in the relationships, and those relationships have yeah. gone on and on. And like all kinds of stuff has happened out of them. And like, you know, we've had, you know, marriages and families and mm. kids and businesses and all this stuff. And so that's valuable. And I'm gonna keep doing that in different ways. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna do different things. Yeah. Are you gonna be sad?
0: You think the last day, the day after, like all the next year all? when it's the same month?
2: Yeah, all. So are, I was sad last year actually when I was going through the rehearsal. I was like, next year this time I'm did gonna a be the last rehearsal. Yes. Yeah, it scared me actually. But so I'm going into my five, fifth year right. of Summit of
0: greatness, right. and I'm trying to think of ways to. And last year was bigger than ever. Yeah, it's hard to keep one in yourself. <laughs> or, you know. Every time you I see photos of your event, there's always some new crazy thing. I'm like, uh-huh. gosh, how does he make any money off of this thing? Yeah. You don't. No. I yeah, don't. Exactly. <laughs> we don't make money off this thing. Yeah. But the the energy and the connections
2: are like priceless. Yes, absolutely.
0: So what advice would you have for me going into have, year
2: five? You're doing great, man. I don't have any advice for you. You you have your you have your finger on the pulse. Yeah. You know, I mean I would just say, like, enjoy those moments. Don't forget why you started it. Like, when that's you true. get in the place where it is frustrating, because it, if it hasn't frustrated you yet, it will. It has frustrated, but, uh, that's, and that's the production that's side of things. And, and that's and honest and true. And like, you should own that because that's just the reality. Um, so ju- you just have to kind of remember, like, why? Why am I doing this? Right? Mm-hmm. And it is for the connections and the community. And you know, it's not just for that moment when you're on the stage. That's fun. But that, to me, is like the one percent, you know, and the ninety-nine percent is like just the impact and the engagement of people. But you know that. Yeah. So what? Yeah, you don't need my best.
0: <laughs> what do you think is um, there? Seems like there's millions and millions of entrepreneurs right Ooh. now, and side hustlers and sure. freelancers. There's, I don't know, tens of millions probably right. in the A USA. Lot A lot of people. <laughs> but it seems like only a few people really stand out and mm. make a big mark. Mm. Like whether it be online or get thousands of people to come to an event or you know, sell 100,000 plus copies of a book. It seems like it's a small, small amount of people. What do you think it's gonna take for people to really break out in, the, in their space in, as an entrepreneur, in any type of industry, but what's gonna take them as an individual or their brand to break
2: through? I think we have to think about impact a little bit differently, because not everyone is going to have you know a million followers, and not everyone's going to have that kind of breakout success, and I, and that's okay, because they can still have a lot of impact. You know, and I think this is really important because mm-hmm. your goal is not to chase a vanity metric, and if you do that, you know, I. I'm not suggesting you've ever done that, but sometimes in my life, it's like, oh, I should get more of this, whatever, this this number, is it book sales, is it this, you know. Downloads, Yeah, followers. exactly. That's dangerous, um, and I think a lot of people don't have a huge number, whatever that is, of those things, but they are still making a real impact. A lot of people have impacted yeah. my life, you know. I, yeah. I think about who's impacted my life the most. I think about, uh, maybe we talked about this before, I don't remember, but like the the couple that inspired The couple that made me think about going to live in West Africa, like this guy's a doctor, you know, surgeon in California and has spent his whole life over there. He doesn't have an Instagram account. He doesn't have a YouTube channel, nothing. But the impact he's made, not just on me, but on like Scott Harrison from Charity Water, uh, lots and lots of other people, it's huge. His impact is far more than than Mm -hmm. mine, you know, or anybody doing this kind of stuff. So impact has to be measured differently than yeah. just that. It's funny, my friend uh, and coach, Chris Lee, he was mm-hmm. in the
0: documentary as yeah, well. Son. He was over at my place before the documentary and I have, there's a magazine, a success magazine with like 10 of us on the cover and right. he saw my face on the cover with all this group of people. Mm-hmm. And he goes, this is amazing. He goes, I'm more excited to see your face on the cover than if my face was on the cover. Like yes. I'd rather you be well, building a platform uh-huh. And I think there are certain people that impact mm-hmm. people who have big audiences, mm-hmm. and that's, that's exciting for them. That's great. They don't need to be the one. Yeah, so the they need to remember product.
2: that. They need to remember that, because sometimes it can be hard, Because you, know?
0: you can impact a few people in a big way yeah. that could then it's change depth. the world. It has
2: depth to it. There's lots of different ways to think about impact. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think is the greatest skill for every entrepreneur or
2: side hustler to, to get? If they had no skills, like what's the skill that you should master today? Uh, asking questions, like curiosity, which you said earlier, uh, asking, like, what what is that? You know, Like, what's, you know, the, the daily annoyances that we encounter, the problems, the inefficiencies, you know, asking, like, what, what could be a different way to do this? What could be a better way to do this? Like, and if you're annoyed by something, probably a lot of other people are annoyed by it too, you know, and so maybe also, I talked earlier about, like, focusing on skills more than passion. Mm-hmm. Maybe also thinking um, about what bothers you more than like what excites you is good. What bothers you about the world? Because you know? people will like, pay
0: for a solution to pain. Yes, sometimes also, more than they will for pleasure.
2: Right, and I feel like you know even like like School of Greatness. It's, it's. I mean, I'd be curious to know like like you know your one sentence behind it or something. But like to me, it's it's providing this positive message, but it's also like pushing against something. It's pushing against the notion of mediocrity. It's pushing mm-hmm. against like complacency. You know, I'm bothered by being complacent. You know, years ago, mm. how many years ago was that that you were on the couch your sister? 10 years ago. 10 years, years ago, ago yeah. right? And you were complacent for a time. Yeah. And it bothered you. It bothered finally, me. It finally you are like I got to get up off this thing, right? And so I was so, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. So it wasn't yeah. so much about being passionate, it was like I am sick of this. Mm-hmm. I want something more. So I think thinking about curiosity, like asking the questions and then also like what really bothers me. That's motivating. So
0: what's so what do you call that a soft skill then? Like curiosity,
2: sure. You don't know if I label it per se, yeah, yeah. A skill a traits, you know. But it's something I think it's something that can be acquired, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that can. It's not like something that you go to school for. It's not something innate. Yeah. Anybody who's listening or watching this, they've already kind of like raised their hand and said, "Like, I want, I want to be great. I want to be better mm-hmm. than I am." Mm-hmm. Isn't that greatness? Right. Like, it's like it's not meeting like, meeting some objective, you know, standard or threshold. It's like to be better than I am. You could <laughs> always. Be better. Yeah. No matter what you achieve, it can always be something. Now, I'm curious about mentorship, because mm.
0: especially we're talking about more of like millennials right now. It yeah. seems like a lot of them are looking for mentors. Mm. They're looking for people to support them, they're looking for advice, right? Yeah. If curiosity is the main thing, you gotta ask people questions who know sure. answers. Sure. But the people who are mentors are usually pretty busy. They're doing things and they may not have the time for a millennial. And they may not be the best person to talk to that person, That's True, I would say as well. So how does someone
2: find the right mentor or advice when everyone's spreading mm-hmm. advice online? Yeah, okay, well, when I say asking questions, I don't just mean asking questions of an expert. You know, Lewis, tell me how to do this. Yeah. It, you can also be asking questions of yourself, you can, you know, like this, just like discoverability or reverse engineering something. You know, this thing didn't work. What's a better way it could work? You know, just thinking through steps and processes mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. add, it doesn't have to be waiting for someone to bestow their knowledge from the mountaintop per se, you know, and like, to be fair, like in the book, there is a mentor figure essentially. So it's not yeah. like I'm against all mentorship, but I think um, for a lot of people, when they ask for advice, they're really asking for affirmation. Mm. As opposed affirmation. to- like, Yeah. Or like like, what do you think about this idea? <coughs> your, your friends are like, what do you think about this idea? That's they want, great. Yeah, that's what they Stupid. want you to do. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And so, it's a great idea. You should it's do okay. it. It's okay. It's okay to know, to know that about yourself and to know, you know. Actually, I think I, I say that I want people to tell me what to do, but I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think there's there's so much knowledge <coughs> within yourself, within like the human self and spirit, that I think before it, you figure out, you go on this quest to find the right mentor. It's like, what can I learn on my own?
0: Mm we're looking for confirmation. We're looking for permission from our friends. We tell them an idea. Why are we so afraid to just do it on our own? Why do we need the confirmation of other people in order to go out there and just do it?
2: I think because somehow this has been ingrained upon us that that we don't make decisions on our own, right? Maybe it's through the, like the education process. Maybe if you're like growing up as a kid, you're always looking to your parents or whoever. So it's not always a bad thing, but somewhere it kind of changes from like, you know, okay, I'm not like, growing up, but now I have to make my own decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think um, <clears throat> traditional systems don't really support independent thinking of this way. of life. And that's probably, maybe probably why I've been able to do what I've done is, like, I dropped out of high school, right? And, like, I didn't, like... Pursue this path, and Did I wasn't in college, or no? I yeah, I went to college later. Like, okay. snuck into college. It's a whole other story. Wow! Um, but then, like, I Did you get a GED or something, or what? Uh, no, I went to community college, and they never checked anything, right? Mm-hmm. And then I transferred to like a four-year institution. I was a transfer student, so I didn't check that. Wow! You know? so, yeah, so then I actually, it's kind finished, of like there was like nice. hack, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know at the time. Um, no, I went to graduate school later, and everything. But I think because also I, I wasn't good at working for people. I was not. I learned that at an early age. Also, I was not good at it. I was not a good employee. You know, I, I had this job. I've never told this story before. I had this job for two days um, as a telemarketer. Wow! Like, it was the worst. I mean, it was the worst thing. Horrible. Yeah, I'm so glad it was so bad because if it, like, if I had been like mediocre at it, that would have been the worst. You and know, you've been doing it for like three years. Yeah. Can you imagine? But I did it for two days, and at the end of the second day, like, I was just ter- I, w- I was terrified to like even dial, you know, the number. Right. I was like trying to sell like p- photography portrait packages or something, and like. I don't think I sold a single one, and at the end of the second day, like I went to the boss and I was like, "You know what? Uh, you know if you uh, if you need to find somebody else, you know I understand." And he's like, "Well, that's good because we already did." Basically, wow. and I was like, You're "Okay, yeah, yeah, essentially." Uh, I mean, mutual, mutual. Sure, sure. Uh, but the thing I think about now is like, it's not like why did I think that would be a good job for me. It's more like why did I go back the second day? Like why did I even even do that? But so I learned yeah. at, a, at a young age I have to kind of like find my own way. And so I think that's that was very fortunate for me. So if anybody's watching now and they haven't had that experience, okay, well now now it's your time. Yeah. You know, there is something you can do. There is a textbook you can sell. There is a service you can create. Don't worry about the MBA thing. Don't worry about the Shark Tank thing. Yeah, There's yeah, something yeah. you can do right now.
0: Have you ever made a decision without asking anyone else's opinion first on like a project sure. you want to launch? Yeah. Like a book, like I'm doing I'm this book. Oh, it is. Often. And not ask other people? Well, this book in
2: particular, actually, it's funny because um, because it's fiction. It's my first time to ever do it. So I didn't know if I could do it. I could do it well. And so I wrote the entire book. First? Um, yeah, three drafts of it, I think. No way. Before like, my agent saw it, before we took it to any publisher. So you know, for those who don't know, with like a nonfiction book, you write a proposal, you, you write like, a sample, it, yeah. and then you write the book. But no, we pitched the whole book. Um, and we're like, here's the book. No proposal. Like, here's the manuscript. Uh, I had to do it that way because I wanted to... N- to know that I can feel confident about it. You know, I wanted to like, do I actually believe in this in this work? And so I didn't ask anybody about it, I just did it.
0: And how was the response for something brand new that you've never done?
2: Like um, the the going, cool. agent
0: was like, I love it, this is gonna be easy. I think the, no main, think the main
2: response at first was like, we wanna see it, like, let's see it, right? Uh-huh. You know. But then actually I got really good feedback about it. Um, and I really am hopeful it's gonna reach a lot of people and not just reach people, but I really hope it's gonna help people uh, you know, to move forward in their lives and make yeah. positive changes. Now, did the publisher pick it up right away, or did you have to go to multiple publishers, or how did that work? I mean, there was definitely some discussion about it. There was some like the marketing just How, does it, how do we frame this? What shelf do we put it on in the bookstore? You know, publishing is all about categories, right? You know, so there's definitely a little bit of discussion about that. Sure, but it was fine. They liked it. Yeah. They were like, let's mm-hmm. let's make it happen. Yeah.
0: So did you have to? Did you feel like you needed anyone else to look at it first before you gave it to your agent?
2: Um, like a friend,
0: or a buddy? No, or... I mean, I
2: got, some, I got some feedback. I got okay. feedback. I want to be clear, like I wrote seven drafts of this, first of all, which I've never written seven drafts of a book ever. Right. This is book number seven. Usually I write like three drafts. So it's, it's probably the most work i put into a project but um, it has been made better along the way you know, by you know people who've read it, by my agent, by my editor, so mm-hmm. I'm grateful to that. Yeah, yeah, it's great, man. But no, I think every, I don't think people need somebody to say, yes, you should write a book, Lewis. I mean, when, when, you, when you wrote a book, did somebody come and say you should write a book? Didn't you know you wanted to do it no. at some point? It was yeah. like, when is the right time? So, you know. But I think a lot of people are afraid to launch something without the approval of other people. Who, who gave you permission to start your podcast? No one. Who, who came and no said, one. Lewis, you have the authority to start a LinkedIn course, you know, no or a LinkedIn networking meetup. No one. And who said, Lewis? Now the time is right for you to create a documentary. No one. Okay. So I think this is not just the philosophy that needs to apply to Lewis House, but to everybody out there. Mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a documentary, a book, a podcast. Um, it can be whatever whatever is in front of them. Whatever. whatever that next step is.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. What is what's the big dream?
2: I hate asking this question.
0: So <laughs> if you don't answer it. Because the, the the summit is over at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. This book is gonna be out. It's yeah. gonna impact a lot of people I already mm-hmm. know. Um, but now that you're letting go of something, mm. like you're putting this out there, but you're letting go of something for 10 years. Are you thinking of like, okay, I'm open to the new space. It's gonna allow me to create something. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is yet. Or do you have some new ideas that you're already excited about?
2: I don't have a master plan. I really don't. It's pretty nice to have that, though. When it's, you have no
0: plan, it's kind of nice.
2: Yeah, it's different. Just to be in a different space. It is different um, because I am... I'm always I, planning. Yeah, I'm always planning. I always have a routine. I mean, I'm still, like, I'm doing this podcast still every day, right? I'm going to write more books. I love to do this. Side hustle keep, school. Yeah. Is, the,
0: is there another podcast, too? No, yeah,
2: not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Maybe next we'll year. See. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Um, I'm going to keep doing, like, like, the work that I'm doing, but I might, yeah, I might have space for something else. We'll see. Yeah. It's great,
0: man. It's exciting. Well, the book is going to be out. You can pre-order it now. You can get the
2: book. Where can we go? Uh, what's the main website for it? It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, but is there you know, a sci-fi? You can go to moneytreebook.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moneytreebook.com. I've actually got this thing called a book registry I'm doing where um, any college student... get married? No, it's not to get married. <laughs> it's, to get a, it's to get a free book. If you're a college no, student or a, a recent graduate uh, with student loan debt, we're trying to match people. We're trying to match... Uh, people who need the book essentially uh, with book donors. So you can also be a book donor and no, buy right. copies of the book for strangers. And we're using like a blockchain technology. And if people choose to opt in, we can share their information so you kind of see like who's getting the book and all that. So,
0: so if I want to buy 10 books, I yeah. can
2: put a whatever, 100
0: something bucks yep. in this system yep. at moneytreebook.com. Money money book. Yes. I can put it in and then it'll give the book to yes. how many people. And you'll and see it.
2: some notifications. You'll be able to see like where wow. it's going in the United States, yeah. That's
0: kind of cool. Yeah. So how do you, how
2: do we'll you see if it works? I mean, let's say we, this is like the early days of it, but yeah, I'm yeah. So, yeah. figuring out
0: that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. So people can buy books and donate yes. it to kids. Yes. To students. Yeah.
2: And then uh, all my profits uh, from the book registry are going to uh, teach for America. Uh, wow. So for 90 days, uh, 90 days after the book launch, everything that goes to the book registry for me, goes to teach for America.
0: Wow. So is this a system that you built? Cause yeah, I, I built it myself,
2: like, but it, yeah, it was my idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I, work with, I work with some really smart people, really? so yeah. I gotta
0: use this for my next book. <laughs> if it works out. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, man. Okay, The Money Tree, a story about finding the fortune in your own backyard. Who should buy
2: this then, and who's gonna get the most value out of it? Uh, anyone who wants to create greatness in their life. I just love my like, greatness, here I am. Right. Okay, but no, let's, let's, uh, let's break it down more. Um, anybody who's in a situation where they feel stuck, Anyone in this situation financially, financially stuck, or career stuck, or just like I'm not doing enough with my life, or I want a different direction? Um, it's a book about change, but it's a story, so it's very readable, and mm-hmm. anyone can read it. I love that. For me, I get excited when I see it's each chapter is like a page or three pages. I'm
0: like, oh, I can get through it because when it's 20 pages, it's hard mm-hmm. for me. So this yeah. is my type of book. There you go, man. I love it, Chris. Thank you, man. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. this. Is gonna thank help you so a lot much, man.
2: Thank you. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it.
0: I hope you got a lot of value out of this one. If you did, make sure to share it with a friend. Just take a uh, screenshot of this, post it on your Instagram story. Use the link lewishouse.com slash 937 or just copy and paste the link on the Apple podcast or Spotify app or anywhere that you're listening to this and text a friend right now. You have the power to truly inspire someone in your life by sharing this with them. You can change someone's life forever with the right story, the right tool, the right inspiration. You never know where we're gonna hear something or relate to something that unlocks something within us to start making changes and improvements in our life. So think about someone you really care about and send them this link right now, lewishouse.com slash 937. Make sure to check out the book, The Money Tree, Finding the Fortune in Your Backyard, which is out right now. Check that out. Follow Chris as well. We've got the full show notes and information Back at lewishouse.com slash 937. If this is your first time here, welcome to the party. It's like a dance party for your mind and heart and soul. And we want to give you the best stuff possible in the world to help you live a greater life. So please subscribe to us over on the School of Greatness on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you're listening to podcasts. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got some incredible videos over there with mind-blowing content that we don't put out on here. It's different than here as well. And leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us really spread the message even more. So any of these things will help us impact more lives, and that does more good for the world. We appreciate you so very much. And if you're interested in building a side hustle, we've got a free masterclass right now. Go to lewishouse.com slash now to sign up. It's free, and I'm going to give you the proven process on how I got out of the last economy downturn in 2008 to 2010, where I had no money living on my sister's couch, not sure what to do, in college debt, credit card debt, and how I built a side hustle business during that time into a multiple seven-figure business within a couple of years. I want to teach you that process at lewishouse.com slash now. And as Mark Twain said, the lack of money is the root of all evil. Love this stuff. I love love questioning our beliefs. I love learning new things. I hope you're enjoying this as well. And as always, you matter. What you care about matters. Your dreams matter. So go out there and start tackling your dreams one day at a time. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
3: Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need. A fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S.com.